You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Keith Johnson. You are not Morg. You are not I, Morg. What are you? Alan Seiler. Hi. I don't have a clever quote, so I'll just say hello. <laughs> and Veronica Dashiell. Hi. And we're joined today by a special guest, Mary, also known as at Flute Music with a K on TikTok and at Flute Music underscore cosplay on Instagram and threads. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hey, guys. Hello, <laughs> hey. Mary. Nice to see you. Thank now, you. Now, we, we, we do have a topic we're going to get into, but first, Mary, how did you get into Star Trek? Um, well, that's a little bit of a story, but a little bit of one. Um, I actually probably found Star Trek um as a kid growing up i do remember watching it it was next to the monkeys on tv after school <laughs> well, the original oh series. We, ha- we have oh a monkey podcast as well so <laughs> do we oh yes. i was watching the monkeys last night but I'm, I'm, i will push that over to the side it's another <laughs> one of my big fandoms oh dear <laughs> yeah but anyways i loved both of the shows and i love space so science fiction has always been a thing. Um, but as I got older into my teenage years, I kind of got away from it. I still like space and science fiction, but you know, like just as teenagers can be, I was just a little <laughs> too cool for that stuff. And then, um, I met my ex-husband and, uh, my ex-husband introduced me to Voyager. And it was that that I fell in love with Star Trek. (laughs) He showed me the first episode of Voyager and I was like, what happens? You've got to tell me what happens. And he goes, I can't tell you what happens. I said, let's watch the last episode then. (laughs) And he goes, you wouldn't understand it. And I was like, why not? He goes, so much happens. There's like seven seasons. (laughs) And this was on VHS. Okay. He was like getting like the subscription of the VHS tapes. Because this was like 2003. Right. And yeah. yeah. So anyways, it was, uh, he was the one who introduced me to it. It was with him that I watched basically everything up until that point, and it was pre-discovery. Yeah. Um, we watched everything together, and uh, yeah, that just really fostered my love. And then you know, I got divorced, but I kept Star Trek. Yeah, so. well, listen, <laughs> something, came, something good came out of that relationship. <laughs> well, I'm glad, glad you got custody of Star Trek. Right. Um, what is your Somebody favorite? Somebody had Star to. Trek? Right. <laughs> What is your favorite Star Trek series? Uh, Voyager. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I see, I watched like um, the original series and I watched bits and pieces of Next Generation uh, when I was younger. And so I had a really big crush on Wesley Crusher, which I did not mention before, but I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> But um, watching Voyager was when I really developed an affection for the characters in the show. And I am just the biggest Janeway stan. Me too. I am. She's just, she's just everything. She made me question things about myself. 
but you know. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. <laughs> no, that and that's she's really like one of like the only women who've ever done that for me. So okay, awesome. all right. Yeah, Chuck would not um, let me watch Voyager. And by, by you say it like, makes me sound mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was like you, like I saw TNG on the reruns and whatnot. But um, he he made sure to get me into Deep Space Nine first. <laughs> that was very important to me. Yes. I literally posted on threads earlier today about macrocosm tank top Janeway. I was like, if you don't <laughs> like her, are you even alive? Like, <laughs> so besides Janeway, who are your, some of your favorite Trek characters? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, well, I am a big fan of Odo. Aw. I love, I love Odo and, um, and, and specifically I love Odo with Luaxana and Luaxana <laughs> is another one of my favorite characters <laughs> because they're dynamic. I just, they really get me where I am right now in life. And I just keep that like thought with me, you know, like he's like all insecure and she's insecure too, but like comes off with like bravado. And that's yeah, me. Yeah. Like I try and you know, like cover up all my insecurities with being obnoxious. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so, it's uh, so like, I'm gen, you know, like I'm genuinely outgoing and I can be very loud and stuff like that. Nice. But if I'm like really loud, you know, I'm nervous. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and rein it in a little bit because <laughs> I am nervous to be here. <laughs> Nothing to be nervous about. But um, yeah, th those are uh, a couple of my favorites. Um, and also uh, Boimler. <laughs> I love, I love Boimler so much. I, yeah. I do because he is also me. It's like, <laughs> I just like, he, he tries so hard and he wants to do so good and yeah. be so good and follow the rules. And I was raised as a rule follower. I am exactly the same way. I want to impress the people that I work with, work for, and I want to do everything by the book. <laughs> and I want people to like me at the same time, but those things don't generally no, they don't go match. together. <laughs> nope, nope. And I know that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, just super quick. Um, our buddy Tigerblade2002 says, Hey, y'all. Good to see you back, Alan. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So I, was on, I was on an away <laughs> mission to Florida. Last <laughs> um, and we have this friend named Elaine. Elaine mm -hmm. just happens to be the the third co-host on this monkeys podcast that you've heard all yep. about. So her comment is, "Woo, monkeys!" Yep. Elaine co-hosts the Monkeying Around podcast with Veronica and I, and she runs all the Monkeying Around social media. So if anyone out there and follows Monkeying Around, you're following Elaine, and she does yep. a fabulous job. Yes, yeah, she, she does. does. Oh my <laughs> god, this like, excites we me. I'm <laughs> really excited. Like, oh my gosh, the monkeys! Like, I don't talk about this with anybody. <laughs> We'll talk more later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, you do a lot of cosplay. I do. Yeah. Um, I, it, it's been a little quiet lately, but um, speaking of the Janeway thing, I was like, oh, I should do the tank top. That's what I was talking about. I was like, maybe <laughs> I should post a couple thirst traps. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm a single woman. I can do this thing. Yeah, true. Right. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, so I have, um, I do a couple cosplays. One I really like, I really enjoy doing, and it's Jennifer from Lower Decks, the Andorian. <laughs> and I love painting myself blue and oh. doing it. And I have like some fresh Jennifer takes because I like putting Jennifer in not just the uniform. Um, when I went to Las Vegas, I put her in the choo-choo <laughs> shirt because I was like, she went to the concert too. Right. And it was super fun and also very easy to do. Mm. Um, and I have another one that I'm working on um, because I don't know if you guys, and this is me being like, I, I get weird and I've been like in a state lately, but I've been playing the Lower Decks uh, mobile game. Oh, I play that a little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, like you can get into it and then you're like constantly on it. And I've been <laughs> a little constantly on it. And so I have a cosplay coming up. Based on that, like kind of pulling from it. Cool. That ha- that is Jennifer, you know. Interesting. So, yeah. Awesome. So, anyways, um, and then I'm also uh, a friend of mine um, is helping me because I have like one wig, but I can't, it's like a long wig and it's not in a ponytail. But I have a friend who has a friend, which is great <laughs> to have, um, who works on wigs and she's helping me get an actual ponytail wig. And so I'm very excited about it because this is all part of the process because I am basic (laughs) when it comes to cosplay. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't sew. I don't make things. Um, So when stuff happens, it's usually bought or like really cheaply jimmied together (laughs) Um, or, or a gift. Which is also nice yeah. too. Yeah. I've been given a, uh, a phaser. Yeah, I've been given a uh, like a Voyager st- t- type phaser, and I bought myself one of the original series ones that they That's had the toys, awesome. which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, my uh, what uh, my kids gave me an Enterprise. I have oh. like an Enterprise, which is really really sweet. They gave me a number of very sweet things. <laughs> I, but but you're I, a Star Trek fan. Like, everyone knows what, what they can get you, and you'll yeah, love it. Yeah, right. and, and it, it is. Like, well, see, so, like, my kids weren't with me because um, they spend half the time with their dad and half their time with me. Yeah. And their dad took them to, like, a, a Dave and Buster's, I think. And my son, my oldest son, sent me a picture. He, he texted me a picture. He was like, look at this. And it was, like, a whole Star Trek arcade game yes. thing of some kind with cards like trading cards in them okay and so he played because you had to like do something to try and win them i don't know exactly what but he won me an uhura Aww. like like a nichelle nichols uhura Aww. and so it's up there on my little display shelf and it's really great he's like i kind of bent the corner a little bit Aww. and i was Aww. like bro i am not that person <laughs> i'm like it's okay like i find it very very sweet that you played a game to win something for me right That's so awesome. yeah That's awesome. Well, our topic tonight, we wanted to talk about things that we'd like to see Star Trek make second contact with. That could be planets, that could be species, that could be characters, that could be actors. Um, anything from Star Trek that we'd like to see happen again. It doesn't have to be an official Starfleet second contact, but <laughs> just something that we would like to see return to the franchise. Am I describing that topic right, Keith? That is correct. When you look at Star Trek, you, you always have these things that people talk about. It's absolutely associated with Star Trek. 
the question. It's almost like a, a meet and greet. Uh, what is your favorite captain? What is your favorite starship? What is your favorite episode? What is your favorite series? And one of the things you always hear on Star Trek is, what is a race or species of person you want to revisit? It could be, and I'm not going to steal any, it could be, I'll just say, I listened to a podcast, and I've said this before about Star Trek, where they said Captain Kirk's Enterprise had no rearview mirrors. He'd do a thing, and he'd hit that thing, and then, and there's all that you, I'm sure you've all heard the joke, it's like, that's what we call whatever. You're going to like it a lot. And then he leaves. <laughs> like, for all you, it was like a thermonuclear war after he leaves or some crap like that. So there's a lot of people. Outside of that, there's other species I just want to see again what happened, mm -hmm. either because they were exciting or sometimes from a political, religious point of view, you wonder what happened after they mm -hmm. left. Do they ever go back and find a dead husk of a world? It's just it's, it's an endless topic to discuss. Right. Well, what, what was one that sprung to your mind, Keith? Well, my bad my bad impression of you are not more you. You are not Imorg is uh, Sigma Draconis, the ice planet from Spock's brain. And the reason is that's obviously some people consider one of the worst episodes, but it's also funny. What's fascinating about that is as bad as the science with the brain is, they had, well, it's funny what we have now. They had Ion Drive, which for some reason was beyond the Federation, even though we have Ion Drive right now. Right. But they had incredible technology, like the teacher of knowledge. That thing is freaking amazing. It's like something from the Matrix. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you always talk about in Star Trek is the whole joke is how is it you go to a, a race on the other side of the galaxy and they speak English and things like that. And um, what I love about the teacher is they had an entire civilization's knowledge that they could download into your brain in a couple of seconds. And then you're a super genius for a while. Mm -hmm. And I would also like to know what happened to that planet in terms of that like the Ionians or some others that they have outposts elsewhere in the galaxy. Are there other people like that? And then again, they never talk about this really weird spot called it male female schism where her reason that makes no sense to me, the men stayed up on the top and became cavemen and the women, <laughs> the women stayed below and wore mini skirts and go-go boots. Right. I literally <laughs> don't understand that, but I want to see how the Federation fixed that. <laughs> and yeah, can that you technology. imagine being is that? Yeah, can you imagine being the Federation representative who, he, here you go, you're in charge of this planet now. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, boots and caveman, sort it out yourself. <laughs> right, you go on top, they try to kill you, you go down below, and they have the, and you got to be really careful because they look a certain way, but they literally have the minds of children. Mm -hmm. right. There's a whole thing about that society that needs to be talked about. Did you guys ever play the uh, Mass Effect video games? A little bit. I played it a little bit. Okay, um, in Mass Effect 2, they kind of address this. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> so um, wow. this might be what happens. I don't okay. know. Uh, so one of the guys on your crew, Jacob, um, gets a, uh, his father was lost in space. Okay. And um, he ends up getting a message saying that they think his father might have crash landed on this planet. And you... And, and in order to, like, help your crew, you're supposed to, like, go on these missions for them to, like, gain their loyalty and stuff. So, anyway, so you go to this planet and um, you find out that the flora is not toxic um, to your body, but it is toxic to your brain and will cause um, mental decay. Okay. So, anyway, so you go and you're, like, walking along, you find the ship you know it's all crashed and like the supplies and stuff are gone it's been scavenged 
you walk a, a little further and you find a bunch of women and they're speaking very stupidly like and they they know well, it's just very basic they're talking like children and they know that you're from the sky and it seems like they're struggling to find the words that they mm. used to know but they don't know them anymore um and you also as you go along after you leave the women's village you find men and they're like feral <laughs> and they're like shooting at you and stuff like that. Well, you find out that uh, the your crewmate's dad basically um, turned it into like a harem of his own. <laughs> okay. And let the men like go do his thing, and made the like kept all of the uh, the supplies like as far as the rations, the normal food rations for himself, mm. so that he could keep his wherewithal. Okay. And then he let everybody else like go and it made the men really aggressive and the women very docile and there's like logs about it. It's horrible. And uh so yeah, so maybe that was what happened. <laughs> maybe. That sounds Which like is bad. Have, it's it really sounds bad. like a planet you'd have to send Vulcans to to uh kind of restrain themselves with some stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, Mary, did you have something from Star Trek that you'd like to see return? Well, I honestly would like to see, um, and now I can't think of it, which is really bad. Um, sometimes my Star Trek knowledge is very surface level. No, and that's I, fine. No, um, I that. the, uh, the species that Voyager runs into in distant origin. Oh Dang my it, gosh. That was going to be the one I would Oh my up. gosh. It is, it is literally one that Alan and I bring up almost every time we have an excuse to talk about it. So right. It's so fascinating. Yes. Okay. Thank you. The vault. Yes. They're so good. I want to know what happens to the guy, you know, that nobody believes. And he, he's like, man, I think we came from these guys over here. And he has like the stuff and, but he's like forced to not believe it or disavow it and everything. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, what happens? I want to know what happens because, you know, if we can, I mean, I obviously the way Voyager got back was not a <laughs> return trip. You know, you can't get back to the Delta Quadrant right? the way that they left it. But it's a shame because I, I do think, you know, like if the Federation could get out there and, you know, it, and then they find out that there's not just humans, you know, there's other humanoid creatures, you know, and... Maybe through that one guy's, um, you know, uh, research and stuff like that, that you could find really, you know, like getting into like where like Vulcans come off, of, you know, where they might be related to humans somewhere. Because really, what is, what is the difference between the <laughs> humans except for the green blood and the ears? Right. <laughs> Nothing. And, um, and offend a lot of people. I mean, I would be totally <laughs> for it. Like finding like a, a, a connection between uh, Vulcans and uh, Klingons. I would love that. The fire and the hate. It would just be so good. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I've, always, I've always tended to think that given what the uh, magistrate did, um, the matriarch or whatever her name was, uh, I always wonder if they, well, first off, she told them they were going to make him go into something like metallurgy. And he's like, I know nothing about this. Right. Um I tend to think of given where they were, they'd probably end up treating him like Galileo or what someone like that. Like they would probably lock, keep him under house arrest. Any movement they see that would even come close to 
adhering to his philosophy, they'd probably try to purge it. Right. I just wonder how long it would take because you can never kill an idea. You can kill people, but you can't kill an idea. Right. And I just wonder how long, to your point, it would take for something to crack that system. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would have to be generations more. I mean, and by yeah. that, you know, by the time that it does get somewhere, you know, maybe the Federation would have, you know, roots to the Delta Quadrant in order to, you know, like get there and not just come as a singular human ship, which they could poo poo away. <laughs> and now we have fleets, you know. Yeah, of- I think it, it would take a long time. They've been out there in that world ship for like millions of years. So right. even, even more slowly than on Earth, where, you know, just a few hundred years ago, Galileo was being persecuted um, for things that we now take for granted. But I think right. it would take the Voth even longer then it would take humans because they're just they're, they're, their culture isn't evolving that rapidly. Yeah. Mm. And some obvious stuff. I mean, it's obvious, but it would still be interesting. What happened when a boss ship was approached by a board cube? Did they just kick the <laughs> you know what out of them? Did the Herosian say, oh, let's hunt? never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are also like, yeah, like think about them like running in. Like, what did did the Kazon ever run into them? Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I actually choked. <laughs> the Kazon, oh Lord. That is the appropriate response when the Kazon is brought up. Yeah. We, we saw a few Kazon on Prodigy, and I would love to see more like Delta yeah. Quadrant yes. races on Prodigy. The Voth would be great for Prodigy with all the dinosaur yeah. stuff, but right. also like the Herogens and people like that would be awesome. Right. And I think that Prodigy is a good you know place to bring in that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and i've genuinely been excited i don't know about you guys but i love that show yes we, yeah. <laughs> yes yes, yes. Oh, i'm a yeah. big prodigy fan i was like wow this is like way better than i expected it oh yes yes, yes. It had no business being that good exactly. <laughs> that's was was our review every week <laughs> how these episodes were getting better and better every week right. that was basically our review of every episode of that show and every episode of lower decks yeah. right <laughs> oh okay okay i am with my people here <laughs> i i've i've gotten uh, um, i've seen like a number of uh trekkies saying like well i don't like the animated stuff and i'm like nah. man you are missing out on yeah. some great yeah, storytelling exactly yeah exactly. like don't cut yourself off just because it's drawn right so Right. Um, let me get a couple of comments that we've got had come in. Um, Wayne now says that his choice for this topic is V'ger. Nice. Which is an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. We have an unidentified Facebook user who was watching. Thank you so much for watching. It's a pleasure yeah. to have you joining us. I, I might know who it is. <laughs> okay. Excellent. And Elaine says, I would like to see Trip Tucker come out of Section 31. Amen, Elaine. Come out, ah. come out of somewhere, because that ending for him was bogus. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what they do. Nobody likes that. Yeah. And then she, yeah. she also says that you can definitely skip very short tracks. Oh, it's the right. drawn ones. <laughs> I only watched one of them, oh, good. and I I'll was watch like, the others. <laughs> I was like so put off by yes. it i was like i am not watching any more of these <laughs> they, good why they are they shoving down my throat right <laughs> oh they yes. got so much worse oh, they so really bad. did i don't think i watched the first one I, i'm trying to remember which one i watched um oh gosh uh was it, it was Wonder one Plus? with the with a bunch of different with like all of the different ones it was okay oh, 
yeah, where it was they're all holograms and yes, and they're singing. That was the best one of them. That's what I thought. Oh, that one! I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that one. That one. That one was mostly watchable until like the very last like couple. The ending was terrible, but up until that point, it was actually kind of interesting. It was how did it it end? Remind me because I feel like one of them offended me. I think I think the way that that one ended was me me putting my fist through my computer screen. No, I was okay with that one until like they started yeah. going backwards in time and stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense why you'd be watching a hologram of the future. But <laughs> yeah, there was, but there was something that happened at the end that was like, oh, yes, there yeah, was. Yeah, they could really the landing and they didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't remember what it is either. I don't remember. We'll talk about it in therapy. Sometime. I think, I think Wayne, I think Wayne's comment about Vija is very interesting because mm-hmm. there's almost every science fiction show you think of has some being or beings that ascend. Stargate has the beings who ascend. Uh, no, no major spoilers, but Babylon five has all these ancient races that go beyond the rim and kind of sort of ascend. And Wayne and I recently talked about a thing called a Kardashev, Kardashev scale. It's a scale of civilizations where it's basically Level one is you can utilize all the power in your planet. Level two, you can utilize your star, a.k.a. a Dyson sphere. Level three, et cetera. And we were having a conversation about what would a higher level be that has evolved so far beyond us. So I would be very curious to see what happened to Vedra. Is Vedra just chilling out, waiting for us to join them, it, him someday? Does Vedra come back evil one day? Does v, Do we never find Vedra? There's a lot, and as you know, sometimes kind of sort of people claim that Vedra may be from the people who created the Borg or was modified by the Borg. I don't like that one, but there's always a discussion about that. Is Vedra the Q continuum? I would, I would, I would say no. No. Is, is it up to wow. Me? <laughs> <laughs> but Veronica, you make an interesting point. Wouldn't it be wild if Vija just starts like mowing through all these higher dimensions, absorbing people? <laughs> like here he comes again. And, and, ooh, and that's what happened to the Q. That's why Q was dying because Vija absorbed them. <laughs> More information than we got on the show. <laughs> Solved. <laughs> ah, oh no, the Picard slander. Don't get me started. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Vedra is actually control. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go for that. That'd be awesome. Who else has got one? Uh, Well, before we do that, let's go ahead and go grab a quick break because we're almost at the halfway point and watch a couple already. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Uh, And we'll be right back with more of our discussion. So stay right there. Cool. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Check out the modern musicology podcast where each week we talk about things like what makes a great drummer, our favorite rock documentaries, songs we love by artists. We don't love our favorite concert memories, songs that should have been singles and all of our favorite music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And now do not use modern musicology. If you're allergic to it, modern musicology may produce itching, dizziness, vertigo, temporary blindness, or heart palpitations. Do not taunt modern musicology. Ask your doctor about switching to modern musicology.
and we're back. So, Alan, you said the, the Voth were yours. Mm-hmm. Did you have a backup one? No. Okay. Veronica, <laughs> were the Voth yours too? They Sorry. were not. Um, I went with the Dosai. Okay. And explain the Dosai for anybody. So, the, the Dosai were the for, basically the Ferengi, but not quite Ferengi. They were more like menacing of the uh, Gamma Quadrant. Okay. And we, we, we've kind of seen them a second time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we kind of sort of had a second contact, but not really. Um, but they were working with cork and trying to get um, uh, something berry juice. What was it? <laughs> I forgot what the berry was. We'll anyway, just say Tallulah berry juice and keep going. Yeah, <laughs> just just say it confidently. Tallulah berry. Yeah, it was Tallulah berry. Yeah, I was pretty close. Veronica was yelling Tallulah berry, but my phone, but I was muted. Oh. <laughs> um. But yeah, they they were a very interesting species in that they had the um need to bargain and wanted to make deals like the Ferengi, but they were more um Klingon yeah. <laughs> in in how they dealt with things yes. and very menacing and leather and studs and <laughs> these are the guys with the face paint. Yes. Yeah the face, the paint. face paint and they had like black dots up their face or I something. Do not I don't remember. remember this at all. And uh, the lead negotiator was that actor, the actor who's been he, in everything. He's a great Klingon. Yeah, he played. The, yeah, he's he was the Klingon when Riker was on um, his his assignment. He went, he mm-hmm. uh, served to stand on the Klingon ship. Yep. And he was, he was in Generations one. also. Yeah, he was in Generations. He was in that that bad movie with Andrew Robinson, Cobra, and Sylvester Stallone. Okay. He, <laughs> he was the he was the psycho serial killer leader of the cult. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Andrew Robinson was in a movie with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it's called Cobra. It is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> How gay is he in it? Because <laughs> I can't see him as anything but Garrick every time I see him in anything else. I'm like, ah. He's actually, he's actually kind of wimpy in this one because it's a standard 80s, 90s cop movie where yeah. the, the Schwarzenegger slash Von Damme slash Stallone character is irreverent and tough. But the actor, and I'm sorry, guys, that's me. The actor in there, I agree with Veronica was, and I, it's a, that's a, that's a great choice because I hadn't thought about that. They were negotiators, but they would like rip your arm off mm-hmm. if they didn't like the negotiations. They're really weird people. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were back briefly in Lower Decks mm. in one episode where they did not rip Cork's arm off. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, um, I forgot about that. But uh, yeah, I'd really like to see some more about their culture and like just, even not just their culture, but like how they wheel and deal and how they go about making um, bargains with people and maybe actually ripping arms off. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to explore more capitalistic societies in the Star Trek universe. Yes. Because, we right. need that very much. I don't think we need it, but I, I think it would be. <laughs> I think it would be fun, and I think it's kind of realistic that you know not everyone's going to be out there to explore, to explore, or to explore to conquer. Some people are just greedy. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's funny. This is that's an incredible pool. I never would have thought of the species, but Veronica is is hitting on one of those things we were. I was talking earlier about the political things. The Dominion has fallen. Yeah. Those are very aggressive people. Right. What if they, I mean, how many races like that might start carving out their own little uh, empires with the Dominion mm-hmm. fall, no matter mm-hmm. what the Federation or whatever tries to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Another DS9 race, one that I'd like to see again, is the Screens. Uh, do you remember the Screens uh, from the episode yeah. Sanctuary? They came through yes. and they thought that ba- like they'd also been conquered like the Bajorans had. Yes. Um, they came through, they thought Bajor was their like promised land and they were yeah. trying mm-hmm. to go there. 
they ended up getting shipped oh, off to yeah. Draylon 2 instead. Uh, they mm-hmm. had a real interesting, like, matriarchal society where the women had multiple husbands and things like They're just, they're more fleshed out than a lot of you know, aliens of the yeah. week are. Yeah. They even had some language and stuff. That's that they true. Did. But they really right. seemed like a parallel to the Bajorans and mm-hmm. something that could have dovetailed into the whole storyline of the prophets and the prophecies and all that stuff. But they were just never mentioned again. Yeah. And I think it would have been really interesting to see what happened to them on Draylon 2 and have them become a part of Bajor's story and maybe eventually come home to Bajor um, to add what they could add to the planet. Because, you know, the Bajorans were worried about taking in refugees, uh, which is a great, you know, analog for a lot of stuff that's happened in our society. Yeah. yeah. They were worried about them becoming, uh, a, you know, like a burden to them. Like Bajor can't afford to take care of somebody else. We mm-hmm. can't take care of ourselves. But right. how much richer could their society have been if they'd had the help of these hardworking farmers and in the millions coming to, you know, reclaim the the barren places on Bajor? And things like that? I think they've been really fascinating. I'd love to see them revisited. Mike, so much of DS9, that is 100% relevant today because it was <laughs> an immigrant story. Yeah. And people who don't want the immigrants. And there was, there was frankly racism against them by some because they had that dermatite, their dermal mm-hmm. layers. They, they, they basically, it was like sand was falling off of them and they start becoming some racial slurs basically against yeah. them. And I think you make a very interesting point, Charles, because they said that there was a religious prophecy for this planet. And so what you're saying is right. They might've been just as valid on Vajor as the Bajorans mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And it's, it, it was also really wild to see Kira who was all about a freedom fighter and stuff like that, basically kind of saying, well, I'm sorry for you, feel for you, but got to go. Right. It, it's a really deep show. Yeah, and and maybe the the prophets were leading them to Bajor. Yeah, to know? help them. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the two men that was the main lady's um, husbands, or I think that was uh, Walter Koenig's son. Okay, I think nice. so. His late son, the one who died. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that was his son. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think you might be right. Hmm. Good choice. I've got. I thought of another of... one. Do you have oh, one, Alan? Oh, so well, I do, um, but good. So, um, moving back around to Voyager and a wormhole, um, those two Ferengi that had come through the wormhole in TNG and landed on that <laughs> planet and took over. What mm-hmm. happened to the, all those people after those Ferengi left? I thought and, you were going to say the Ferengi. Like, that'd right? be awesome. Just they go <laughs> through too. the wormhole to a, a different show every time and just appear <laughs> on, on every Star Trek series. <laughs> what happened at the other end of the Oh, show? that's great. Like in Discovery, where Linus just can't get his teleporter <laughs> right. right and he just pops up into various scenes right yep. these ferengi just show up randomly in different <laughs> shows that would be amazing yeah. holy cow <laughs> but you're talking about the planet i'm talking about the planet yeah okay. the people on the planet the, yeah. yeah how how, how they went <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did they continue on with that or did they go back to however they were before or did they try something new I think that would be kind of interesting to you. Well, did, did two other aliens pop in and take over <laughs> where the Ferengi left off? Yeah. Well, that's of, true. Yeah. It'd be kind of like that episode uh, of Prodigy where the, you know, they had been influenced by, you know, mm, Ensign yeah. Garavik who mm-hmm. landed there and just ruined mm-hmm. their planet. But, mm-hmm. um, but these people are out there like worshiping the Ferengi and trying to be more Ferengi like and like pre- pretend Ferengi out there in the Delta Quadrant, like <laughs> making their way out into space one day. <laughs> Right. Wearing prosthetic ears, right? And stuff, you know? <laughs> right. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very cool concept. It was no, it. I honestly, uh, while it's probably, I don't think it's looked at as like one of like the better Voyager episodes. The idea of it was really good. Mm-hmm. Really Absolutely. was. Yeah, it's my favorite Voyager episode. 
Is it? Well, because it's got Ferengi. Because it's got Ferengi. And it's the one that does. Yeah. All right, Alan, what were you going to say? Okay, well, let me get two comments. Uh, Matt Sweatman says, I'd love to see the administrators from RISA travel to Rubicon 3 to recruit the Edo for their resorts. (laughs) That's so specific. (laughs) That'd be a a cool show. Like the the guy from RISA who just travels around all these planets recruiting the hot people that the Enterprise (laughs) encounters. (laughs) Right. Are there some loincloths here? (laughs) Wow. and then we so, have, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I was gonna say, then, so the feeders of all and all these others that we right. picked up. <laughs> and then we have uh, maybe the same unidentified Facebook user who wants to know what we think of the Star Trek comic book series. I haven't um, read many of them, but I know Chuck has gotten several of the um, comics. Yeah, I've gotten behind. I, I was making a point for a while of going by Dr. Nose and collecting every one of them as they were coming out and the Defiant series as well. And it's interesting. The idea is interesting. I think more than mm-hmm. the execution. It, the, basically, it's just like what Star Trek characters can we mix together into crews? <laughs> yeah, um, and, and yeah. so it could be Spock. It could be Lore. It could be Belana Torres. It could be um, Tasha Yar's Romulan daughter. Uh, it, mm-hmm. You know, it could be anybody. And so they're just mixing these people, sort of seemingly randomly, and just seeing what comes out. And, and it's it's fun in that respect. But um, the, the the best thing about it is that you've got Cisco back, and he's commanding a starship. Yeah, baby. absolutely so the other one that i was thinking of and this kind of doesn't count because we we have now had a second appearance of them in the end of the last season of lower decks but i've always been super fascinated by the binar i really want to know how they developed how their culture has has uh, evolved over the centuries how they came into this really really interesting relationship and now with lower decks we have been introduced to the idea of trinars which doesn't make any damn sense at all but (laughs) it's a cool concept and i would really love to see more about this this really unique species and um, how it developed and where it might go from here yeah, it's amazing to me they never revisited the binars again. I know. Episode, until Lower Decks. And right. it's so exciting to see them on Lower Decks. They were, I mean, a lot of Star Trek races are just, you know, they're the kind of samey. They, the, the bumps on the head or, or something like that. <laughs> but the binars are really unique. And yeah. I'd love to see them fleshed out more. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'd like to know if they learned to implement backup systems, too. <laughs> maybe that's where the try and trinar comes from right. yeah hey, so you got a whole freaking computer planet and their son goes nova like oh man we ain't got a backup let's grab the enterprise and it's hard to back up a computer planet though you come on I, guess. <laughs> I mean it doesn't fit on the flash drive you know right that is a that is this is that is a fantastic choice I never thought of. But as soon as you talk about it, as you say, it, it goes from being maybe a joke or one one hit wonder to just there's fascinating possibilities with that race. Mm-hmm. Right. And another cybernetic species, too. Yeah. I would like to see them show up in Discovery, you know, see where right. they are that many centuries down the road, you know. Right. Maybe they're quadranars now. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who had another one? What if they like, would they become quadrinars if they like reproduced with the duplers? <gasps> oh, now that is interesting. I'm oh. smashing. I'm loving this. Wow. 
Don't worry about the duplers. Yeah. You the duplers were fun, and I would be. Mm-hmm. I would. I would think that uh, doing them in live action could be <laughs> hilarious and weird, and to make it Jeffrey Combs. Mm. I'm just well, saying. Of course. I'm of just course. saying. Like it should all be him. And yes. <laughs> well, and there's so many. It would be the greatest of jokes. Yeah. Yes. There's so many possibilities because the Federation and Starfleet explicitly forbid DNA manipulation. Do they? Will they forbid cybernetic enhanced beings as well serving in Starfleet? Because sometimes, what's the difference? Yeah. True. Well, they apparently don't because, um, I mean, I, I don't know about letting them into Federation, but I mean, Picard is now technically an android. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's yeah, not- but. But no, really. no offense, but he got the worst Android deal I've ever seen in science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> An old body that's going to die in like 20 years. I would be so pissed off. <laughs> you're, you're generous to give him 20 years. Yeah, but, I know, right? <laughs> but Picard's the same guy who turned down being 16 again and starting over. He's like, yeah. no, I'd rather be 65. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those. They're, they're way too noble. I'm not that right. noble. Nope. <laughs> okay. Matt Sweatman brings up one that we have talked about before on our show, and this is a big one for me. He says, maybe it's because we're about to reach this point in our next gen watch through, and maybe it was all the rumors trying uh, trying it in season three, whatever, of Picard. But I need a follow up to conspiracy. I 100% agree. Mm Yeah. Conspiracy is the one, the, uh, the next to the last episode of season one of Next Gen. It was the best episode of season one of Next Gen, even mm-hmm. though there are some other good ones. Um, and man, it was this this species from way the hell across the wherever who have invaded Federation and they are like implanted into the higher ranks. Oh my God, it's so good. And it it's, ended with a tease. With, yes. with the a signal has been sent. They're yes. coming. Yes. Uh, it's been 35 years. I know my come. Right. Then it God. is time to follow it up. Yeah. It's better. And, it, and that was a it, weird, brutal episode of Next Gen. For that it movie. really was. Oh, yeah. Heads and things. Really? That was when yeah. that was when it was like the a brand new show and it was made uh, direct to uh, syndication so they were like we can do whatever we want we can be grown up star trek now and they showed that by having these people like have their heads blown off and stuff it was amazing right, it was something that's for it was, sure it was something. <laughs> and it's and that it's old a, man kick Riker in the face it is <laughs> yeah. great Yes, and it's it's one of the episodes that started what became an unfortunate meme for a minute was Worf got his butt kicked a lot because yeah. he was supposed to be tough yeah. and, and people were beating him up. It's also a great show because as I'm sure everybody here knows those beings were originally going to be the thing that the Borg became. Mm-hmm. That was going to become the enemy. And then they just like, well, we don't know if that really kind of works. And then there was the whole thing about sticking an imp- the little the, the slug thing in people's the back of their necks. And so the Borg took the place that they were going to have. I also like that episode because there's a lady, and there's still debate about this. There's a young black captain, young African-American woman, Triala Scott. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when Picard meets her, he says, you achieved captain faster than anyone in, Fed- in Starfleet history. Now, given you're talking people like Kirk and Picard yeah. and, and um, Captain Pike, that's pretty freaking fast. Yeah. Um, there's <laughs> debates to this day. Is the spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Did she die? Because they, they zapped her with a couple of phasers. And there's some mm-hmm. say, well, she died. But then Admiral Quinn got zapped and he lives. So there's a whole bunch of questions about is Trial of Scott dead or not? It's it's one of those fan things. 
I, yeah. I'd be happy if they if she just popped back up. It's Star Trek. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> she came yeah. back in the Black Mountain, and she's just back. Yeah. Yeah, as an I have no memory of that episode, but that's not terribly surprising. Well, we should watch it because oh I remember my gosh. the head blowing up thing and yeah. uh, Riker getting kicked in the face. I do remember that. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Yeah, Man, Veronica, you guys said that. So like, good, oh, okay. Yeah. Veronica, it's the one where they have the like the state dinner and they're they're, they're eating grubs. Supposedly, they open up a little top and they've got a whole plate of grubs and they pretend like they're eating grubs. If she doesn't remember the episode, she's not going to remember something that specific. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, watch it again. we'll watch it again. <laughs> But yeah. uh, you 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 got me with the the slugs in the brain, um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is probably too early for everyone except for me and Mary. But um, Animorphs did basically the same thing. Did you read Animorphs, Mary? I did not read those. <laughs> so they were they were a series. But I do remember. Were, uh, they were a series where like these aliens were invading, but they were a parasitic species, and they get into your head and take over your brain and take over your body and whatnot so but when you said that that's remind me of that <laughs> whatnot <laughs> i would like to see you know, the turn. horda again yeah, yeah. I, I think yes. the horda is one that you could definitely bring back with modern visual effects people people give the horda a hard time say it's a big <laughs> pizza. but i i like the horda i think it's cool looking and yeah, i think absolutely. it's a cool concept for a species and i'd love to see what it's kind of the same way as the the conspiracy because they left it there with now there's this whole species of Horta that we're working with. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see them, you know, out there in the galaxy. And yeah. Would there be Horta. multiple Horta on multiple planets? I think, like, I think you could have as many, cause there's like 5,000 babies. They can go wherever they like, <laughs> you know, do they sneak onto ships? Is that, is that how they, not like, usually the Horta don't sneak onto ships, but uh, you can think <laughs> book passage. They're intelligent species. Yeah. They're I don't know how they fierce. communicate. Yeah, they're incredibly fierce with that acid that could eat through mm-hmm. rock. And right. their only weakness is, as I mentioned, because they're silicon based, they can't exist in an oxygen atmosphere for long. They have yeah. to stay out of that. That's a slight weakness. You can work I, around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would like to see that. Time to get political, me being me. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm the one who always hates the end because at the end they said that the you guys know where I'm going. Yep. They say the hoarder and the miners have a mutually beneficial relationship. It yeah. was like, such a quick ending. It, but it like, doesn't do it anything really for the hoarder because the like, hoarder don't need yeah, the humans. No, they're like, sucks. Yeah, they're like, leave. And so <laughs> I always I would love to see if the hoarder would like get off, get off our planet. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have a mutually beneficial planet to strip mine their planet together. <laughs> right. Or did they say, yeah, you can take like you know two percent of our our babies or something like that? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't get how anything oh, would work out well there. Right. No. I just no, because that's what they were picking up. They're like, look at these great things, and there's such good children. Yeah, yeah, but you could do that uh, in the sequel. You know, yeah. as soon as the yeah. Enterprise left, they acided all those guys and just carried <laughs> on. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Now Horta. that's a short trick. Retribution. I like to see. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's personal. Star Trek Horda. <laughs> Wayne interjects that the Hordas would have a useful function in Starfleet Corps of Engineers. Oh, yeah, true. They, they'd be great on away missions. They can burrow right into the they can right. take samples from the right. center of planets. And right. They'd be great. Yeah. And need to mine that dilithium or something like r- that. Rescue yeah. operations where you can't you beam down through, a, a, the, you know, into the yeah. depths of a planet. Yeah. yeah. Security. Lots like, of things. You Admiral can do. Quinn's not drop kicking a Horda in the face. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe they could send them down to Excalbia to talk to those people. That's the folks from the Savage Curtain on the lava right. planet. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff they could do with oh, them. Yeah. You could get a lot of mileage out of the Horda. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, they could be covert ops. Because they're literally you go. rocks. You know? right. I mean, no. like, they'd be there for a little bit, you know, in the oxygen atmosphere is what they have to be. But, you know, just like, oh, just just rock, you know, somebody just drop a little rock here. <laughs> right. Don't mind me. I'm That'd be hilarious. Like, hilarious. Hey, was that Boulder there before? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it was in there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. Boulder move. I mean, okay. Is that I, following I thought- me? I thought of another one. Okay. <laughs> this is this is stupid and and nutso. <laughs> Whatever the race of things that Armus comes from. Okay. The the jello chocolate pudding monster that killed right. Tasha. Yeah. Yeah. I, monster. I really want to know. Was he a, a unique thing? Was he part of a race of things? I don't know, but he can be prank called. That's what I remember. <laughs> Armus is one that had a really interesting backstory that just yeah. was not in a good episode because it was like this race of titans that removed all the negative emotions. Oh, um, that's right. right. And then dumped it as this sludge that's now right. the sludge is pissed off about it. Like you could do some cool things with that story. That episode didn't do cool things with that story, but you could do yeah. some cool things with that story. It did some cool things, just okay. not with that concept. Yeah, it's almost and like the concept of him almost reminds me of the uh, the movie The Dark Crystal when the when the beings split into the so-called good beings and the so-called evil beings, the yeah. Skeksis. And I go, yeah. you guys know about the Skeksis from the Center yeah. for Puppetry yeah. Arts. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's the thing. So yeah, yeah, like if you find that race, so they like these really meek and mild and nice people because Armas took all their evil away from them. Or do they have to do it every now and then? Every couple of hundred years, they gotta, hey, yeah, time for a new Armist. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Keith, you're yeah. you're singing my song. So there's a now. couple bringing, bringing there's a couple crystal. places around with yeah yeah there's got That's to be very interesting there's got to be yeah. more than one deposit of Armises yeah Armai Gosh, I don't know I never thought <laughs> of that Alan now you bring that up because it's like the episode whose name I forget and um, Strange New Worlds with Kid was the sacrifice mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah that was. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what if every hundred years or so they literally grab a person from their planet and go, hey, you're the new Armis. And dump all their right. emotions into the person and throw them on the planet and make them a sledge monster. Right. That would kind of suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can do that that effect cooler now. They did the Baul yeah. in Discovery, mm-hmm. and they have kind of a yeah. similar like oil slick That's very kind true. of a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, don't don't go near Jonathan Frakes with that because he was literally in whatever that mess was. That mm-hmm. was that was actually him. <laughs> All that anchor stuff. He does not want to do that again. Oh wow! That was yeah, back that in the 80s. They would just pour you in something. That might be <laughs> Codes and standards were a lot looser back then. <laughs> All right. OSHA Matt, wasn't around. Matt Sweatman says, "I want a taut action episode where the Federation strike force has to evacuate the miners once the horde <laughs> realize what a sham deal they got." Right. Okay, we. This is all taking yeah. a dark turn. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I don't know. I think we're all kind of Team Horda over here. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. (laughs) Those guys were jerks, though. The thing is is that the miners were jerks in that episode. I did not like them. I felt no sympathy whatsoever. They're like, we're getting killed down here. I'm like, no. Well, (laughs) (laughs) time for some (laughs) self-analysis. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. 
Maybe we should put bring down the ship's counselor for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Who's who's got any final suggestion? You have another one, Mary? Oh, I don't off the top of my head. Not quick enough for what we need. <laughs> All right. So okay, so the the crystal aliens um that oh. uh, lower decks was doing the second contact with. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we 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 I mean we didn't see the first contact and that was the how the second contact. Entity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, I'd like to see them. Okay. Because they were like second contact, but we never really saw anything about them after that. Yeah, you're talking about the ones who worship the crystals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Maybe the butterfly people in Ooh, Discovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I would love to cool. see one of the funny ones that dis- that Lower Decks created brought back like super serious on Discovery or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love when they cross yeah. the, mm-hmm. the stylistic changes of the shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hear me out. I want to bring back the Uh-oh. space hippies, guys. Okay. I would love to he- I would love to see the space hippies and I want to know if their music has changed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's 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 basically it. Like I just want them in the background, like on lower decks or something like that, doing a concert. Right. Like what would it, it be nowadays? Would it be <laughs> right would it be rap, EDM, country? What would it be? I don't be know. Nowadays? I mean, if Beyonce can do country, anybody can do anything. There you go. See I just I'm surprised we haven't really seen space hippies on lower decks yet. That seems like a yeah. low hanging fruit for lower decks to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. I yeah that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's more um, seasons to come. Have <laughs> opportunities. Another one I just like to follow up on just quickly because it's another one of these things where we always talk about they they get this amazing tech and they never use it again is the Cytherians the episode with Barkley uh, the nth degree where Barkley gets his mind expanded yeah because yeah. here we go again they use the existing systems modified the ship's engines and they literally well discovery spoiler drive they <laughs> literally jumped across the galaxy in like one second. Right. And they also enhanced Barkley to the point where his IQ was something like 2000 or something like that. And then in typical Star Trek, it just goes away and nobody ever talks about it again. Yeah. Other than right. the fact that Barkley can play chess now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that on Star Trek. These, these guys will come along and just be like, you know, if you push these buttons, your ship can travel anywhere in the universe. Like, Wait, what? What did you just push? <laughs> That's a good point, man. That is and that is always on the Facebook groups. Like there's just the other night I was, I was in a Facebook discussion. People were arguing about how come the Kelvins can make Kirk's Enterprise get to Andromeda in 300 years and we still can't do it by the time of Picard. And you're right, Charles. They're like, what's the deal? It's the there's same got, engine. There's got to be a team at Starfleet who just like, they're like, I push every combination of <laughs> and, and see if we have any magical powers in this ship. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wayne says the space hippies missed their chance to be in the Strange New World Correct. musical episode. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Wayne, please, please don't go down this road, Wayne. No, no, Herbert, no. Herbert, Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Mary. Thank it you is. for joining us yes, tonight. Yes, thank you for uh, inviting me. I'm yeah. really grateful. Yeah, well, and everybody, so, listen out for Mary upcoming on the Monkeying Around podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. see what let's see what I turn into over there. <laughs> well, where can, be, where can people find more of you? Um, people can find me on TikTok um, at Flute Music, which is just one word with a K instead of a C. Um, and then um, on Instagram at flute mu- and threads at flute music with a K underscore cosplay. Um, I'm also on Twitter 
because I won't call it X. No, no yeah. it's them. Like no. I just like whatever. Well, um, <laughs> I am there um, a good bit, but I know people are trying to leave, so I. <laughs> Um, it's we, just, it's whatever. <laughs> we didn't really get a chance to talk about your online handle. So super quick. Are you a flautist? I am. That's fabulous. Yes. Um, I started playing the flute when I was in sixth grade. Um, and I loved it. Played all the way through mm-hmm. high school. Um, took, uh, just like some lessons for fun. It wasn't part of my college education, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it wasn't a major or anything, just something that I did for fun. And um, here and there, I play for like pit orchestras, weddings, stuff like that. Very I'm not great cool. anymore. Um, I used to be better. But, you know, you you get into life and you don't play as often. So now I probably play every few months just Very for nice. my own personal edification. Oh, so if you fabulous. play flute and you know about the monkeys, then you remember Freddie the Flute. Mm-hmm. From HR Puffin stuff. I didn't watch that show. <laughs> ah, there's a flute in HR Puffin stuff. She wasn't watching the monkeys when it was first airing. Keith. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, no. My mom know. was my mom was watching the monkeys when they first aired, and she was a child. She's actually seventy-two. <laughs> anyway, I might be older than you think, might but be. yeah. So, all right, but. Keith. Where can people find more of you? You can find me on um, X, Instagram, and Facebook, primarily the ESO Network Facebook groups. How about you, Alan? You could go to CosmicCreative.com, K-O-Z-M-I-C Creative.com. And there you can link to my other podcasts, which are Doctor Who A to Z. We are just about to release tomorrow morning an episode about characters throughout Doctor Who that could have been and should have been companions. And my other show, which is Modern Musicology, and we talk all kinds of music topics, 70s, 80s, 90s, all sorts of things. So go check those out. And how about us, Veronica? Uh, Feltnerdy.com. We just actually a website now. (laughs) That's right. And this is showtime for us. Yeah. Uh, This weekend, we're appearing at the uh, Valentine's Puppet and Puppet Show at the Center for Puppetry Arts. And then on Sunday, uh, our own self-produced headlining show at Red Light Cafe here in Atlanta. Uh, the Felt Nerdy and Dirty Show. So if yeah, anyone wants to exciting. follow along with that stuff, um, you can follow us at Felt Nerdy yep. on Facebook or wherever. Also, Felt Nerdy and Dirty is our recently started new, uh, where we're trying to promote our adult content more, yes. uh, but keep it separate from, yes. the, <laughs> from the from the family-friendly stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow us Felt Nerdy or Felt Nerdy and Dirty. Or if you're in the Atlanta area, you can come to one of the shows we're going to get this weekend. Yep. And where right else on. will find us? Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. Yep. And do you have a closing <laughs> for us this week? No? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nothing came to mind. <laughs> All right. Well, live long and prosper, everybody. <laughs> right on. Everyone, see y'all next Thursday. See you. At 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. 
The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.